This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. After two amazing weeks of vacation, I am back. The team is back. It just feels like the band is back together. (laughs) Now, at the time of this airing, we are four days out from the start of the Agency Owner Summer Soiree. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, July 13th, or Friday, July 14th, you still have time, my friend, to register for our brand new four-week summer program for agency owners. I know that with kids home from school and summer vacations happening, summer can be a very busy time. And I want to remind you that even with summer responsibilities and summer fun, it is still possible to make some really great progress and forward momentum in your agency. And that's exactly the goal of the Agency Owner Summer Soiree. Imagine stepping into late August and early September and feeling prepared for the fall frenzy instead of completely overwhelmed. I want to help you get there. So head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash summer for all of the details and to register. Registration is closing super soon, like really, really soon. So do not wait. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash summer. Okay, let's head into today's episode. My guest today is Nakia Whitaker-Woody. Nakia is a rockstar administrative professional, event moderator, and CEO of KISS Virtual Services and VA World Conference. As an accidental entrepreneur, she has come to mentor over 700 women of color aspiring entrepreneurs. For the past five years, she has been able to work remotely with female social entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners to provide additional capacity by partnering with them to expand their businesses. She aims to bring the women of color community together to create stronger impact and outcomes, leveraging our collective abilities and resources to address common goals. Today, Nakia is sharing about the 2021 murder of her daughter and her navigation through the aftermath and the grief. I've known Nakia for a few years now, and her strength and resilience in light of an unimaginable tragedy is absolutely incredible. Nakia has started a scholarship fund in her daughter's honor, and details on how to donate to that fund are listed in the show notes at TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast. So let's go ask Nakia how she honors her daughter's memory, persevering through the unthinkable. Nakia, it's so great to have you back on the podcast. This is your second time on the How She Did That podcast. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So please remind everyone who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Okay. My name is Nakia Whitaker-Woody. I am the owner of KISS Virtual Services, and I am an administrative virtual assistant that assists coaches, social entrepreneurs, and small small business owners with their administrative office tasks. Ah, lovely. And you have been, I need to just pump you up for a second and say that like your social media presence has been so on point lately and I see the effort. So (laughs) I see the effort and the intention. So I just want to let you know that like you are, you are seen in that great job. (laughs) Thank you. you. 2023 is my year to level up. 
Yes. Love that as well. So um, we are, this whole season are talking about hard things that have happened in the lives of women business owners that have affected their businesses and how they function. And I know that something really traumatic and really difficult happened to you. And I think it was 2001, correct me if I'm wrong. So um, yeah, I'd love to hear your story and you tell us more about it. Okay. Um, My oldest daughter, who was 27 at the time, was murdered um, on November 29th, 2021. Um, That was an amazing experience in that... um, you just don't know what to do, if that makes sense. Nothing yeah. can comfort you. Nothing um, can stop because life doesn't stop. Um, so it just was a time for me to um, inflect upon myself as to how do I get through this? Because I'm the strong one, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, in my family. Um, I had to do the interviews. I had to you know, plan the funeral and all those things because her father just wasn't able to cope. And her sister didn't know what to do. And who who does know what to do? So it was um, a lesson in perseverance. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't do it, it didn't get done. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a thing that I learned in work that, you know, there's never nothing to do. There's always busy work. Mm-hmm. So I just kept myself busy. So first of all, my condolences, I can't even... I cannot even imagine. And I think most of our audience can't even imagine. And I know that for me, like death is always difficult, but especially when it's unexpected, because you're right, you, you, there's nothing to plan for. There are so many things to do and especially something that is so violent and traumatic. So I'm wondering, as you talk about keeping yourself busy, when did you give yourself that time and space to grieve or did you, did you ever do that? (laughs) I did not do that. Um, I just wanted to concentrate on the good things. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I've started a scholarship for her mm-hmm. in her memory. Um, I just wanted to concentrate on the good things and not the narrative of she was murdered. Um, yeah. Giving, giving the the crime rate the she's number seventy nine or you know how she died the the credit that it deserved. Right. Um, I wanted to control the narrative, so I didn't allow myself to grieve. Um, it's hard on my birthday and it's hard on Mother's Day. Um, it's hard on her birthday. But other than that, I've kind of just, um, you know, as an adult, you don't talk to them almost every day. So I just think of it as Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, when it hits me, it hits me and I deal with it then. But other than that, I just deal with it as I just don't get to talk to her today. Yeah. Oh. And it sounds like that you've, you're dealing with your grief in your own way. So I think that that's one of the things that we've mentioned um, a couple of times this season on the podcast, that if you don't deal with grief, it comes up in the weirdest places where you don't mm-hmm. expect it. And you're mm-hmm. in the grocery aisle in produce crying your eyes out. And you're like, why? <laughs> right? So knowing like, but everybody deals with grief in a different way. Yes. They have like the steps of grief, grief and the stages of grief, but I don't think that it's like everybody goes in order in the same Mm -hmm. way or deals with it in the same way. So you celebrating her life is you processing your grief in your own way. Um, Yeah. I would love to also know while all of this was happening, while you were making arrangements and having to talk to people and everything, what was happening in your business? Like what conversations did you have with your clients, team members, Um, anything, any of those things? With my clients, I just was honest. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I let them know what was happening and that at the time I was not prepared to service them any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I offered if they needed a referral or if they wanted to wait my services out. You know, I had a couple of clients that were willing to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just transparent. Um, I feel like being transparent is the best way to go about anything. I'm always transparent about my mental health. You know, I see a therapist and everybody knows that, you know, so I just was transparent and everybody understood. Yeah. Yeah. And how long was it until you felt like coming back to your business? Um, I felt like coming back in January, but I didn't fully come back until April. Okay. So yeah, you gave yourself some space and time and mm-hmm. kind of stair-stepped back into it. Okay. And then what do you do now on like the hard days or the hard times when you're just like, when grief maybe does overwhelm you and you're, you're just like, you know what, I can't work right now, or I can't focus on this client's project or whatever. Do you have those times or, um, and, and okay. So when, when they happen, how do you work through them? What do you do? Um, I do nothing or I watch Mm -hmm. something stupid on TV. My daughter hates that I watch ghosts on CBS, but it's funny to me. (laughs) <laughs> and I am a very serious person. If anyone knows me, I am very serious. It's hard to make me laugh. And that program just makes me laugh. So mm. I just do silly stuff. Um, yeah. And that, that makes me happy. And, oh. and that, it helps me to get over my hard times. Yeah. The, my second to last question that I've been asking a lot of people is like, in all of this, what are you most proud of and or thankful of as you've gone through all of this? I am proud that I was strong enough to deal with it. Mm. Um, no one I know has had to do this. Um, they've had like car accidents or, you know, so no one has literally had the experience that I've had. And so um, no one could really uh, understand how I was feeling. So there was no one to commiserate with or necessarily talk to, not even my husband. So mm-hmm. um, just just having the strength, you know, I have a strong faith. Um and and that helped a lot because um, I believe in in being able to see her again and all of mm-hmm. that. So um, my strength helped me, but also um, I have friends. You know, my friends stayed on Zoom with me for like two weeks straight. Yeah, um, they're virtual friends. So you know, just having them there, even though I didn't need them there, um, or you know, they attended the service via video, all those things. You know, just having them to support me where it was was great. Yeah. I think the the themes that I'm hearing in a lot of the stories, um, especially the stories that deal that we've um that I've been interviewing women about with death and dying is having that support system, number one. And even in times when you don't feel like you need them there, allowing them to be there and then also giving yourself space and time. So I think those are the two things that I keep hearing over and over again in terms of it. And like I said, everybody grieves in their own way. Everybody processes in their own way. But I would suggest for everybody listening that if you are or have dealt with this type of grief, don't do it alone. And don't think that you have to do it alone. And don't think that you have to like put on a cape and be superwoman as well and still do everything. Because I know, I know that in grief, the capacity that we often or that we normally have. So if a hundred percent is our normal capacity, it's not going to be that for a while, right? Uh, 20% may be your capacity for a while and honoring that, that in you can support you in your journey. Have you mm-hmm. felt that in yourself? Um, yes. Cause I am definitely a, a cape person. I am definitely <laughs> a perfectionist. I am definitely the strong one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I tried to do everything. Um, because I'm a planner, I didn't have to do everything. You know, I have the conference and the conference was already planned. So mm-hmm. I could take the time that I needed. Um, I was able to be transparent with my clients. So I could take the time that I needed. So, you know, just being able to to say, um, do you want to hop on a Zoom, even though I didn't need them there or, you know, they couldn't really do anything. Just knowing that they were there was great. Mm-hmm. And if I needed to cry, you know, someone was there that um, could help me. Yeah. Thank you once again for your story. I so appreciate you. Where can we find you online? I am at Keep It Super Simple VA on Instagram. Amazing. And we will put all of your links in the show notes as well. Um, you are just, I just want to reiterate how much of a light you are. And you and I have known each other for a couple of years now. Um, and I appreciate you. And I get to see you in real life in three weeks exactly <laughs> for the call to clarity retreat. By the time this airs, we will have already had our retreat and it'll have been fantastic, I'm sure. So I am looking forward to getting to hug you in real life. <laughs> Yay. I'm looking forward to it too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Before you go, be sure to head over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and learn more about my upcoming programs, masterclasses, and live events. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe. Until next time.